It's not getting it, getting it. light a cigar or whatever you like to smoke. Hello friend and welcome to the party. I'm your host and moderator Rio and let's introduce today's panel. Uh, first we have Big Dave Elliott. He is the uh, owner of CNP Construction. We have Brian Massey. He's a market analyst for True Media and he is our resident brain mass. And of course the anonymous female because he doesn't want you to know her name. And today on episode 49 of Law Party Podcast, uh, it's what I don't understand is, and so what I was hoping is that everybody would have at least one thing they had a question about. It's just, it, it didn't even have to necessarily be political. That's something, it's been bugging me, I don't understand it, and maybe the group can help. Um, I do have a couple, just a couple of uh, political things uh, on the agenda for today. Um, but actually, I wanted this to be a uh, funner, uh, lighter hearted podcast, if at all possible. Um, <laughs> if at all possible. Uh, it's always possible. Yeah. Uh, but before uh, we get into that, I do have an RIP, and that is uh, one of these singers from Sister Sledge, Joni Sledge. Didn't they have another sister earlier than this? If I'm not mistaken, their oldest sister. The oldest sister passed. I think there's only one sister left. Mm hmm. I'm not mistaken. They were fun. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister Sledge. We are family. Everybody danced to Sister Sledge at one time or another. At one time or another. All right, so before we get too deep, I um, thought I'd have a little fun. Um, one or two people on the panel have asked about some of the games that we, we have played on. And I definitely didn't want to get uh, into a full game, but uh, the anonymous female saw a couple of things online, and they were pretty fun questions, and I thought it might be fun so the first is, and uh, we'll start with uh, Brain Mass. We'll go that way around. Um, if you could bring back one celebrity from the dead, who would it be? Uh, just off the top of my head. Uh, oh, he, It'd be awesome to see yeah. if he was able to do And, and where would have Jimmy gone with his music by now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he, so, <coughs> he was so innovative in the first place. A lot of people don't know this, but Jimi Hendrix came up with the Isley Brothers. Yeah. You know, the Isley Brothers had a very interesting sound because it was R&B, but it was also... It had a lot of funk in it. It had, had a lot, a lot of rock funk and rock. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, Mr. Isley could play that guitar. Yeah. Back and forward, sideways and upside down. Yeah. They had a great sound, a great feel. I mean, you, you listen to a lot, of the, a lot of their songs, and then they did a lot of easy ballads. They were into some pretty sexy music, too. Uh, yes. You yes. know, I'm I love I'm going to concur with you. You know, you want to get your lady up and get belly to belly, do a little... Little slow stuff that lead me to a good night, right? See, I, I love. Hey man, I may be old, but I still remember that shit. I loved Bandages. Mm. That whole album, was those things. Oh, some of the music, the songs he'd get into, is just go completely off script. Oh, like yeah. everything's you know yeah, open field. Yeah, we you had a bunch of musicians. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I I make music and I do make most of my music. It may sound as live as I can make it sound, but it's computer generated. But I always 
think the best times that I'm making musicians in a row, like it's just nothing like it. that feeling, nothing like that. I have to say, even just slight imperfections, if you're playing a repetitive riff, but you get slight imperfections, fingering every single time, it's just something to be said about that. I enjoy jazz for that reason. You know, you listen to some of Herbie Hancock stuff and some of the different stuff that's been written by him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's written some, and, he, and uh, so many other musicians have played his music. There's some really good stuff there. That, oh, yeah. absolutely. That's, when I'm tired of listening to the radio, I'm driving around. I got satellite. Pit, I put it on some real jazz, start getting in. Oh, yeah. Miles Davis and some of this stuff and some of these old artists, you know. Yeah, if, you're, if you really like that. Poncho, they start getting into a little Latin stuff. And yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Back and forth. Hey, the Fleck. Probably not something I normally record. part where Victor Wooten, he's a bass player. Bruce yeah. Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. And him and the big man get going back and forth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, there's some good shows. Yeah. I've seen that four or five times where those yeah. guys just get up and it's just, just crazy. Yeah. The big man was a phenomenal guy, man. Yeah. Huge presence. Who, uh, who would you bring back? <laughs> Big day. Yeah, I'm a pretty old school guy. I like being a man's man. I had a guy that said, he, he said a lot of things in his life, and really in the movies anyway, he treated his ladies and dealt with them in different ways. Good old John Wayne. John Wayne? I think I would like to sit down and just spend a little time with John Wayne. You know, You know, I, I can believe that. <laughs> I can believe that. You know, I can see that. He, 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 was, he was a straightforward guy. You surprised me with Hendrix. Now, I can believe it once you said it, because I know you're a musician too. But I can definitely see you wanting to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, John Wayne and I could go a long way. He smoked too many <laughs> cigarettes, but I'm sure I could get him smoking a cigar with me and having a cocktail. There you go. And, and, and we could go a long way. So, yeah, you know, he, he was just, uh, you look a lot of his movies and the, and the leading ladies he played with, like The Quiet Man, where he, he, he was Irish, and of course with Kate Hepburn and Rooster Cogburn and all these things. Mm -hmm. You know, big tough guy, but still had a soft spot for the ladies. Anonymous female watches edition. Good movie. Mm -hmm. yeah, it really is. Actually, it was a good movie. I, yeah, and, 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 and I saw it for the first time. Uh, I don't recall. We were. We, oh, we I watched it. Today. You didn't see the beginning of it, though. I watched it. I was watching it when you. No, 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 no. At. Uh, oh, I was there one time while while the the pre preparations were being done. Mm, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it only once though. Normally, we uh, I go to my mom and dad there and doing the meatballs with my dad. Good time though. Yeah, yeah you know I would like to take John Wayne out to my job sites too. Point him out and say you need to talk to this young man over here. <laughs> he, he snivels and he complains a little too much. I want you to give him your opinion on sniveling and complaining, and where his role is as a man in the world. Interesting to see what he'd have to say to it. <laughs> yeah. What about the anonymous female? Um. Well, when we were talking, you know, about this, the yeah, be around in this, this time, age, this age. But um, having listened to see how far and how little we. Yeah. I'm sorry, anonymous female. Who, who was? Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've actually thought about this. Uh, it's, it's that's a hard question. Yeah, it is. So it many is. like. Do you, when you say celebrity? Like, what do you mean by well, that? Do you mean like? Just, truly just like entertainment. No, no. Or, I just mean you know, somebody, somebody famous. Yeah. You know, they, they, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a like a movie star, or singer, or whatever. But there's not, like there's not really anybody that's pa like you know. Okay, maybe like you, you think they're neat, but they may not have been a great person in real life. Out um, Fable or like that. You're like they that I'm in about them personal. <laughs> I would have liked to also 
just just for an opposite effect, I would like to be able to sit in a crowd, Dr. King. Oh yeah, absolutely. How cool would that have been? Absolutely. Who? Yeah. Dr. Okay. Martin. Yeah. Okay, I was I was gonna tell you, I was like, I want to hear yours first, but then I want to add one extra. Be nice. I like I think have it the way that. But I also didn't want to turn this. No, out. no, no. It's... Well, the, I said MLK, yeah, but um, but you know, it's it, whether you liked him or not. Obama has a lot of those. Not as many. He does have quite a few of those same characters. He's, he's an order painter. He has a great order. He has a great order. Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's just such a. Or well, is, or or. Um, I. I can't think of anybody anybody I've ever listened to that had the cadence, the tone that Dr. King had, where he could sit there and memorize you. Memorize yeah. you. I mean, he would just listen to his speeches. I've listened to many of them. Just. Tone and how he raised and lowered his oh, voice yeah. and put it out there and how he spoke so eloquently in many different ways. Knew when to pause, knew when to hit it hard. Just, just a, not just because he, he, of who he was, but just the way he spoke is, is an important to listen to something. Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that James Earl Jones voice, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Every time James Earl Jones, you know, <coughs> he could be in Conan and James Earl Jones <laughs> up there as the Snake King, you know. and. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to it, but man. yeah, it's but cool yes, it's, yeah. Certain people's voices—they just have. Uh, you want to hear what they have to say, yeah. even if they're not talking about anything. Yeah. Like uh, Morgan Freeman. Mm. Like you yeah. want to hear what he has to something say. Something that he narrates. Is something God. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. Yeah, I guess technically today he is the voice of God. So, <laughs> so uh, you want to hear what he has to say? I don't know. I thought about this question uh, actually kind of long and hard because. Uh, I don't know if I could narrow it down to one. Kind of the same thing. I would want to. I would you think you'd want to. I would think from um, which, uh, which, which, uh, which, which obviously the anonymous female knows me pretty well because that's the one name that I was gonna say from. Sorry. Well, no. there's two names from music that I wanted to say because I would just love to have a conversation with them. Really would want to have a conversation with B. With uh, Notorious B.I.G. Ah, uh, like, I want to have a conversation with him because I want to know, well, one, where would he be today? He would still be relevant still. Um, and then, two, um, you know, what are his thoughts on the industry? And how how would it have changed or not had he never got? Because I think there was a lot of things that happened. The Biggie was kind of that one, especially in the rap world, he was that one authoritative, no, I'm the I'm the king. And, and he was... Pretty widely recognized. It was just like who wanted who wanted Biggie dead. Um. Well, that what did that boil down to? I don't know. Well, to tell you the truth, there the the jury is still out. But what it seems to be is uh, on West Coast there was conspiracy a, there theories. Was a, anyway. There was a yeah on so the West Coast with the two pack thing and all that yeah, stuff, which actually kind of boils to the same person really. But um, who's night? Yeah. Yeah, Suge Knight at the end of the... Who was your other name? Uh, from you, music... Are you surprised uh, I knew that? Uh, I was not surprised. <laughs> I was not surprised, yes. Uh, from music, uh, Prince, or just, I would love to have a conversation. One, I would love to have a conversation with Prince. Like, no, 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 no. I would love to have a two, conversation with Michael Jackson. And, or it, which, which, which is the reason that I said this was so hard, because um, I would love... Those are three conversations just for music. I would love to be able to have. How hard would it be to have a conversation with? You know what? From, that, that from everybody be, that, that uh, might be difficult. Well, from everybody that 
I've had seen interviews with that actually knew Prince. They said he was actually really cool and really laid back and really down to earth. See, no. But he was kind of, but he was to himself. So only the people who really knew him knew that side of him. So, um, so yeah, it would. Those conversations are the ones that I would love to have. And Prince and Michael, selfishly, I would want them back purely. Excuse me, purely because I never got to see them perform live, and uh, the uh, experience of going to a Prince or a Michael Jackson, from everybody that I know who has done it and didn't and didn't pass out. <laughs> Uh, says it was. There's never. They've never seen anything like it. And I have a confession to a guilty pleasure. Be bopping to uh, Billy Jean on the way home today. All right. Okay. Hey, hey can't yeah, be this, this people don't know these things about me, but every once in a while, hey, I know. Happens. I know that there are members of the panel not here today that are not fans. Uh, I, I was. I love Michael Jackson. And, uh, <laughs> it was good, man. And, I, mean, uh, I turned up the radio. It was good. And, I will tell you a question like this. I think. Being the first one to answer, off site. that would be really hard to answer that. One. Oh yeah, like it becomes it becomes exponentially harder. Yeah, difficult. I, I, with I the think I came into my mind first, and so did you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, yeah. just you know, you, know, you got to come up with something quick. We yeah, got and I think that's answer. why I couldn't narrow it down because yeah. I've been sitting with this question for days <laughs> at yep. this point. So oh. I was like, I'm like, man, there's so many people I'd like to talk to, uh, and uh, including, uh, including, to tell you the truth. Uh, Probably everybody but John Wayne, to tell you the truth, that everybody's mentioned at the table. I would love to have conversations with these people. They're really interesting people. Not that I have anything against John Wayne, it's just he wasn't one of the people that popped into my head. Good question. Uh, good question, um, real. I like but, that. But, I mean, that but uh, from kind of from that era, though, uh, Sinatra. I, I, would, I would have a conversation with Sinatra. No, I, I don't want to have a conversation with Frankie. I want to party down <laughs> I want to party down Frankie in the Rat Pack. Oof. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I want them all. Yeah, man. I want to go back in time Dino, to buy yeah, it. With Dino oof. and, you know, and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Eef. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so, next question. Uh, without saying your age, uh, what is something you remember from being younger that today's young people... When you say young people, we talking kids? Man. Well, for you, it would be kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> young guy. For me, it would be you. <laughs> no, the, the younger people don't understand something from your generation. That I mean, just just for me, I, w- I could even say like I still remember my home mm. um, having a home mm-hmm. exist anymore. That's good. Yeah, very few people will have a home phone number at this point. I remember mine from because we moved. So I, I will add to that that it's. I remember as a kid because I didn't have a cell house and not have. Yeah. And now if I. Get, three steps out of the door and I don't have my phone I'm like, whoa you know there's <laughs> like I gotta it. turn around um, right. and so with that I would say dur- yeah. because if I don't have my phone even if I've been to the six if I don't have my phone I'm like yeah I don't yeah I'm just I'm the same way even the life when you don't it. pick your phone up to get there I'm the same way I'm no 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 because I use the if I'm going outside of my four block radius <laughs> yes uh, kids um, dad says that all the time you better learn how to read a map because what if GPS isn't working <laughs> and even if that's not the case I'm sticking <laughs> Although I do have to admit, driving to South Dakota and North Dakota and home, uh, it was a little frustrating at times and a little freaked out when all of a sudden where our directions were, you know, offline and we had, like, but so I still print them off. That's what you get for listening to Bitch and Betty. Uh, Bitch and Betty won't always tell you the truth. That's why it is good to know how to read a map. In fact, that's one of the things... I do in the evening sometimes as I travel. I'll, I'll, I'll 
bring up the map and I can go to boats or I can go with topographic. I travel. Seattle, I go to Seattle. I cruise the Olympic National Park in the peninsula there. Start cruising the roads. I'm seeing the mountains, I'm seeing where they are, I'm seeing the coast. I want to see something, I go see it. Okay. On your phone, right? On the phone. Yeah, see the phone. Well, on my pad, on my pad. <laughs> By the so, way, you see, welcome to cool. Canada. You go anywhere. <laughs> I go on the pad with, with, with Google Earth and everything that is what it is. You can literally go anywhere in the world. But we're just talking and, about, gee, that's and GPS, Mars. though. You can do it with Mars. Satellite. I haven't gone to Mars yet. <laughs> All right, I might have to do some mushrooms. To Wait, you can go to Mars on your phone? You can go to Mars on Google Earth. I know you can definitely do the. I know you can do the moon. I know you can definitely go to the moon. So what about I you? I think they just added Mars. That's cool. What's that said from your? Well, one of the interesting things. That I, I, what exactly what I was thinking about? Party line. Oh wow, yeah. We have party lines, especially out of Grandma's house. South I think country, we had those where, when we were young. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. my grandfather oh, yeah. had. A yeah, I got a friend whose marriage was <laughs> broken up over the party line. And you get on the phone, and, and, and our prefixes were something that was really strange. It'd be like we were Axtel Four, okay. and then your number. I don't know what a party line. I don't That's know. The point. All right, fair to say, you want That's to explain what a party line is that you got you basically got a single line running out. All right. And so on this line would be maybe 10 or 12 phones. So when the phone rings, everybody's phone would ring. House, between <laughs> houses and so you whatnot? So you pick up the phone to find out who it is, and then you go, yeah, this is for me. And, but, <laughs> so everybody would not necessarily hang up. They'll listen to your <laughs> yeah, conversations. Oh, okay. You know, so, <laughs> so if your cousin lived down the road, you tell your damn cousin, get off damn phone. You don't need to be listening to what I'm doing. You can hear clicks. All right, and also back in those days, there were operators that when the when the phone call came in, they had to literally plug you into the line. Yeah, patch well, you. they had a big board. That was in front my of them. thing when we were talking about it. I was like, they don't know what operators are because they don't have home phones anymore. Like, well, I mean, I don't even know that you can dial zero for the operator anymore. And, you, and off, emergen- you get you get information and emergency breakthroughs. Well, now information is two one one, not zero. Probably not or, I'm what sorry, 411 is information. Yeah. Did you know that? Dial 411 to get information? Like, can you tell me the phone number to such and such? But I have Google. <laughs> <laughs> this is before smartphones. Yes. This is before mobile phones. Yes. You could call 411, well, originally it was the operator, and then, um, then it was 411. But even going to the operator before they had call waiting. All right. Okay. Do you remember call waiting? I remember call waiting. Okay. And you before think- call waiting, you could call the operator and say, I need to do an emergency breakthrough on such and such line. And you'd be on the phone, and all of a sudden, I have an emergency breakthrough for Jackie, and it's so-and-so. Anonymous female. And you could hang up. They used to do that for me, too, and they, I was calling from the county jail. And I had to get bail money. Yeah. So, uh, but here's the other thing about the party lines in that time, too. You were in the same prefix, dial four numbers. You didn't have to dial the prefix. You just dial four numbers. That's all you had to remember was four numbers. So it was, it was a totally different time as far as communication. I remember now. calling time and temp mm-hmm. at the job side. Do you remember that? It's think- just so many things that <laughs> wow. you had to do with your phone that you had to know the, yeah. you know, here's how you get a hold of it. Here's how, I remember calling the time and temp when we would want to go to the pool. What's the temperature going to be today? Because if it's not over such and such degrees, you can't go. I, I think the part, thing I was going to bring up, though, you brought the phone, so that kind of certainly brought my mind, and there ain't nobody in today's world who would understand that young at all. I mean, you didn't. Um, the fact that we 
Expect once once summer hit, even, even any time really, we would eat breakfast and we'd get turned out the house to get on our bikes, haul off to Go all places and around, and be we had to be back time. for lunch, maybe. But we could make a phone call and say we were hanging out at so and so's house and having lunch over there, and you time. had to be home by a certain time. And in fact, there was there was a family on my uh, block that had an air horn mounted <laughs> on a pole. And so when, when dark hit, the air horn hit, and the kids had X amount of time to get in. Yeah. Ours right. was to have to be in the yard by the time the street lights were Right, that, that's so basically, basically that had to be in by the time the street lights were on. That was, that was kind of the rule. Mm -hmm. But we were turned out, and nobody had to worry about us. But the neighborhood knew every kid. Yeah, that's the difference. Like, And maybe, if you screwed up, yeah. which I did a lot, <laughs> before I even got home, it yeah. would be in the folks' hands, mm -hmm. and then, and then if it, if, if 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 it was a serious enough thing, I got paddled or I got the belt taken to my ass by a neighbor. My, my, you know, my parents. And there's no kid in, in in the world right now that would even begin to understand corporate punishment. Oh, yeah, no, my dad Not at all. They, that, you get thrown in jail for that if you're a parent nowadays. <coughs> hey, not just large part of the problem. Not just corporal punishment. But that a neighbor could whoop your ass. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And and drag you home and say, you know I had to whoop Johnny, <laughs> you know. Yes. And then your mom would say, what was Johnny doing? And once you explain what Johnny was doing, you get another ass whooping. True. I mean, this is this is not yeah, this please. is not just talking to be funny. Yeah. This <laughs> is this is how it ruled. Yeah, this is how it ruled. Hey, we, I mean, we as kids, we, we got the belt. Well, I should say my brother got the belt. I learned from him. And see, that's how my daughter... That's why the belt works so good. You're always wearing masks. That's how, that's how my daughter was. She learned she learned what not to do by by your difference. But, you know, that's it was it was an interesting time. And, and when you look back upon it, you know, we had... It instilled a lot of things in us, and they were not bad things. They were good things. Yeah, and absolutely. you know, um, we also our parents, you know, they didn't haul us everywhere. We didn't have all these activities. We just had time to be kids mostly. You know, we we played baseball. We had baseball practice, and we played pee wee football and things. But it was a uh, socializing much, came from being how you play you're cards, lucky if you know your name. Wiffle ball games. I mean, mm -hmm. all the things that we used to do. Sure, we used to play kickball in the street. Yes, throw rocks at each ride other. Our, yeah, ride our bikes. Every time they dug a hole for a house, me and the Kellogg boys would go have a dirt cloth bike. <laughs> Among the Kafer boys would get into us. Sooner or later, somebody we get hit in the head with a dirt cloth. Big old gash, come running home, blood all down the face. Uh, Haul us down to the emergency room to get a couple stitches. Get a big old shave spot at the top of your head to look like a fool. Of course, we didn't have hardly any hair or anything because everything was cut about a quarter inch high. And it was, we had crew cuts back in those days. But yeah. You go down to Barber and there, want to leave a little hair pop? No, oh, I ain't going to happen. Shave it off. That's just how the Barber worked. And you, everybody, the Barber was the center of, of oh, activity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which it still is, especially in the black community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah the barbershop is, is, <laughs> is, is the hub. And, and now I go to a little gay guy who. Uh, Ty's a good dude. I enjoy going to him. Get my hair styled. I mean, if my, my grandfather heard that, he'd probably slap me up the side of the head. <laughs> yeah. Different time. It was just a different time. But it was yeah. an innocent time. Yeah. 
And really the only thing that we really worried about a whole lot was the uh, Cold War in Russia. We were going to get nuked. Of, that was on of, the news every night. A lot of drills and asks. We had civil defense rules. Yeah. Where they basically taught us, in case of nuclear war, you get under your desk and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah, true. <laughs> what about the anonymous female, or, or, or was that yours? You kind of went through a few things. I, I went through the operator. Yeah, you know, well, just, I'm just The emergency wondering. breakthrough. I mean, like talking to my daughter about having the doctor fax something to the school, oh, yeah, and she had fun. no idea what a fax was. And that was really hard to explain for some odd reason. I never, yeah, you just don't think about how it works. I struggled to understand, like, well, it rings, phone attached to it. But it's an analog line, and they don't understand what analog means. It's a hard-coded yeah. line that yeah, you, right. it's not up in the air hitting towers. Yeah. It's, what? you know, like, it's hard for... Anybody remember civil defense shelters? I think we still have those in some places. Yeah, so they have potable water in them. They would have a food source, and there were certain shelters that were in place in case of nuclear war. Yeah. That's they basically what they were for. shelters. Yeah. And, and most small towns had one. I think now they use they... those for um, tornadoes. Yeah, they may, they may. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, or they might be coming back. There yeah, might be a resurgence of nuclear shelters. They may be a resurgence. <laughs> what about you? What do you got? All I got to say about that is that when I see the bright light, I'm driving at it. You guys have Armageddon and, <laughs> and all the stuff that comes with it. Yeah. I'm in for the light of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I don't know. Um, actually, I think the thing that uh, things uh, hit me. Yeah. Um, your parents saying no and not throwing a fit or. Um, oh yeah. That wasn't your best story. That wasn't. That wasn't a possibility. Well, it's not even that. It's just understanding that your parents had your best interest in, in heart. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever have your parent tell you that you can't be friends with somebody anymore? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I Absolutely. You know, be. I remember that a couple of times. You know, you don't need to be hanging with that. Not yeah. talking to uh, somebody of the opposite sex until you're a certain age. Mm -hmm. I failed at that. Yeah, I had two or three I things. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I had two or three things. One, uh, getting back to the phone thing. With home phones, uh, there was only one line. So everybody had to call one line and every call got screened. Because uh, you didn't pay the bill. So... We what were, were you going to say? We yeah. weren't allowed to be on the phone until our parents got home. You know, oh, yeah. Before caller yeah, because, that was yeah. before call waiting. Yeah. And yeah. they called so, to check up on us because, you know, we were latchkey. Better not, that phone better not be busy when I call to <laughs> talk to you. Yep. So yep. Some, the phone would ring and we'd be like, not mom and dad. I got, I got to call you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no, like, yeah. conversation no about conversation. it. It was like, got to call you back. <laughs> yeah. And, and they knew what that meant on the other side. <laughs> like, it wasn't even a thing. Uh, the other thing uh, that I thought about was interesting is that um, there is a lot of people, not even in daughter, like, he doesn't remember a time when, oh. Right, but. Like, uh, I was, th I was thinking, like, that's. But you can yeah. go down that hole, like, my daughter didn't know what a cassette tape was until I showed it to her. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, an album and an eight totally track. Totally blew their yeah, mind. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely so many things that, you know, uh, or having to get up physically go change the, the channel, channel on the TV. On the Do you remember the first cable box that had the wired remote? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you just hope that you asked the cable guy for a longer wire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you sync up your phone and you can... Yep. yep. 
Exactly. I know. I know. Okay, so we got we got more. Right. Wait, let's go. Let's go, to Brian first. Encyclopedias. Oh, oh. And the encyclopedia salesman. Now you just Google it. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. Now you just Google it. Um, well, actually, the door-to-door salesman. Really, remember you, the Kirby vacuums? When you, which, which my mom still yeah. has a Kirby vacuum. <laughs> when, They're when, amazing vacuum. The thing about the TV that you, you had to get up and change it mm-hmm. is you may only have three channels to change it to. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. And if you lived uh, in the city, maybe four or five. What was that one? Yeah. If you know what channel this is, and it was the oh, it blurred was, out. It was blurred out, yeah. And Ben said, yep, channel yeah. 22. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I say you had, uh, I mean, when we were growing up, you had, you know, you have the VH, VHF channel in the yep. UF channel. Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. But, uh, but really, you only had, you really only had uh, Not ABC. videotapes. ABC, NBC, CBS, and uh, BBS. And the, U- a, and and the U- UBS channel, I mean, they were fuzzy. They were, you had to put the rabbit oh, yeah. in the right place to, yeah. to to get that in. I also remember when we got a rabbit color ears. TV. I have a, I use those. But oh. I, I missed the sound, because I remember as a kid, we had to with the camera, and I missed the sound of when you turn it on. Oh, <laughs> you know, had the big old like, tubes in it. Yeah, I, yeah. I missed that. Yeah, the tube, the like tube warming up or cooling off. Yeah, And all the static. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Good, good conversation on that. Absolutely. Brought back some things. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Uh, so, um, so the CBO... Uh, with with couple political things, but I was sure that uh, he would have something to say if or didn't th- how you didn't hear anything about Congress and um, so the CBO is saying that the new version of health care that the he wants to put in is going to leave four million coverage between now and twenty twenty six. So one before we get to that specifically, um, what 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 have we heard and what are we thinking? Well, that? For me, I'm looking at it going, okay, Affordable Care Act had problems. I would have problems. I dealt, with, I dealt at it with my employees. Saw that my employees got paid more money, were paying unbelievable pocket, and their deductions were very high. Why, they, why the, the employees didn't make as much money certainly didn't have that. So it was pretty clear that there was some wealth redistribution going on. You guys are making a lot of money. You're going to pay a crap load of money for this in order to support these people over here. And also the people that, that didn't have insurance and have previous conditions. The thing that boggles my true mind that they eight years, but really seven years since the Affordable Care Act, and they tried to repeal it and repeal it and repeal it. And repeal it. Right. So what you don't understand but is... But you didn't have you didn't have something in place already? That's my issue. They still don't. They kind of do. Well, that's yeah. the thing. They, I they, think they, they only say they still don't because, yeah. they, because there is some things with, with tax brackets and... Yeah, obviously, interstate commerce. There, there, there are some things there that need to be done. But, but there, there are issues going to be this that basically they come out with Obamacare light. Yes, they have. They, they really haven't changed a whole lot from it because they're still going to allow people that have previous conditions to be on for the next two years. They're, they're going to allow, still allow your your child up to twenty six to be on it. So that hasn't changed much. The better provisions of Obamacare are still in play. And there were some good provisions of it. Mm-hmm. Now, what they're doing instead of turning around and having a mandate, which I always had an issue with, because a lot of my a lot of my employees, being you know just working class employees, um, end up paying fines of six hundred and fifty dollars or taxes, whatever you want to call it. They still didn't have insurance, so you know it had its issues too. But it, they're going to give you a tax credit, help pay for your premium. 
I don't understand it's age related. Yes. It, it so the more expensive the order you get. Yes. And which is how insurance works. It's how insurance works for what I have in my group plan through my health insurance that I'm able to get for my employees and myself. Highest premium <laughs> of right. all of them. Right. Uh, I have a couple foremen that are in their 60s that have very high premium. Get a larger credit. Get a larger credit. And, but you do get a tax credit. So they've kind of left that, that in place too. <coughs> the, no, I'm not saying I agree. I was I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not saying I agree either. The, the, these are the things they have in place. Um, it's been real interesting. There's a doctor in Kansas and he has a group and, the, and you are able to pay $50 a month. Okay? This is interesting, $50 a month. And that $50 a month gets you your physicals, cut your hand, need stitches, you go in and get stitches, extra. Basic healthcare needs, you need to get, you got the flu or you got a bad cold, Come on in. I'm going to give you some antibiotics. Now, if you get throat, whatever, get you squared away. And then they have some other procedures that cost a little more. There are minor procedures, but they're fair priced. Stuff that he can he can do. And then and then and then what they have to tell you to do is go in and get your catastrophic offset insurance. So I have a heart attack. I need a stent. You know, I have cancer. You have those coverages. But what is interesting about highly interesting is that. These doctors, they're not going to do this for free. They're obviously finding a way to make a profit doing this. Oh, yeah. Because doctors are running a business just like anybody else. Absolutely. So, to well, get you back know, to you my know, original answer. point is that these what? people haven't thought it through. They're right. beholden to so many lobbyists, to the insurance, to big pharma, equipment people, and, and everything that has to go with this. <laughs> I just hit my face. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, anonymous female. I'm not trying to upset you here. Do you have a drinking problem? But, but I'm, I do. I, I guess, I guess, my long-term point here is that I'm not I'm, upset. I'm trying to say that there's there's solutions. I don't think the ACA was all made, and, and, and I will bang on one person in particular, Nancy Pelosi, who said you got to read to see what's in it, and now she's saying, well, we got to know all what's in this before we can pass it. <laughs> I'm kind of okay, honey. Come on, man. <laughs> That's one of the come on, man things like they used to do on ESPN. Yeah. You know, come on. You can't, and Schumer did the same thing. Come on, man. You can't have it both ways. And that's the political BS of it. The bottom line is, is that healthcare is a serious issue. We're paying too much money for it. Yeah. This, this is brutal. Most brutal thing I do in business, trying to get health insurance for my company. I would love to, to at least be able to pay 75%. For all my employees that would want to, I would love that. That would be an absolute goal for me. I would be able to hire more people and retain more people because I could take care of my employees. Yeah. But right now it's so expensive and so outrageous that this can't happen. So there's ways to bring the cost down. Yeah. But it has to be done with the people in mind. Got to get away from the big money interest and say, what are we going to do for the American people to be able to come up with a real plan? I would like to, I'm more of a capitalist, I would like to see it be more of a capital plan, but you gotta be able to take care of all folks. Hey, here's, here's, this is, this is what was always what I don't, what I don't understand. Um, my fear of hiring or electing a um, businessman president was just this. At the end of the day, what it takes, okay, in business, it's about making a profit and, of course, staying in business. Um, but, when you're dealing with the public, and in this case, dealing with people's literal life and death in in, in your political hands, um, there's just some things that the profit motive don't work for me in, and this is one of them. So, so 
It's okay. Uh, so, so you have which was which was my kind of one problem of care act that it was still helping the insurance companies profit versus finding a way to get a truly affordable health care for everybody. And it didn't work for them. No. And if this is if this is the plan that it was funny, I, I do remember uh, President Obama left office, he did an interview, no possible mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing being the Affordable Health Care Act and he said, you know, if somebody can come up with a better plan that is cheaper, covers more people, I will get behind it. Like, I will personally get out there and stump for it. He says, problem is, this is hard. Really hard. And it's and it's not going to be an easy fix. And I don't know if, I don't know how quickly somebody's going to come up with a better plan. And, and I don't think, and I do think you're right in that aspect. It's going to take time. But I will say for Obama that if they do start coming up soon. Yeah. You know, this was not drafted by Obama. The ACA was not drafted. No, no, by no, Obama. no, 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 no. This was was in place before when he came into office. Drafted by other people. And I always thought it was un- unfair. Follow Obamacare. You never heard me. But call you know it. why they you call, never it heard that. Me call it that. Well, you know, as I always say, Affordable Health Care Act too. It's just you never heard me call it that. Right. Have you? But you know why they call it that? Political. Yes. It's pure political, that, 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 and that's why it's up there. Yeah, they, they want you, if you dislike Obama, they want you but, to dislike but that's Obama. That's why they're, the down politics of the that's day's why they're fighting so hard to not call it Trump care. <laughs> you know, well, Trump- that's the tear down politics, mm-hmm. that's, and that's where we're at. And then we got to be very careful here because the different media factions, the different political factions, mm-hmm. are all about tearing down. Nobody's about saying, hey, we, Trump could come out and, and come up with the most brilliant plan for this in the world yeah. that everybody could agree on, and there's still going to be a faction out there that's going to turn around and tear him apart. Same thing with Obama did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I agree with that. And I think that's a This huge is the problem. biggest problem we have. Is yeah. that right. it's no longer a what's the goal and let's make yeah, it. Yeah. You're right. It doesn't matter what solution. Oh, they're wrong. They sit on that side of the aisle, they're wrong. There were a lot of um, things that Republicans want this. Trump and, has a lot more social yeah. ideas. But but it is kind of the same issue, and we talked about that during the show in January, right after he took office, that whether right or wrong, get people to understand what happened, now the Democrats have to, or feel they have to do that. They don't have any, they're the minority. But it it is frustrating for us. It's the the American people. And and, and that's where we have to continue, and I have been a lot recently writing, writing our Congress. If you get enough people that raise enough help, it does make somewhat of a difference. Well, and that's yeah. really yeah. one yeah. of the yeah. reasons that uh, some of the provisions haven't, for Healthcare Act, haven't gone away. Yeah. We've had so many people going to their congressmen's offices. On uh, both sides. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah, and, 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 and protesting and calling and writing. And, you know, I, I think that, <laughs> I think that uh, our congressmen and senators have been, been overwhelmed. Yeah, been overwhelmed by, like, I don't think anybody thought that uh, the the outcry was going to be been uh, from both sides. You know, I think I think the Republicans may have thought that you know the Democrats they're going to they're going to protest. They're going to have sour grapes, and we can ignore some of that. Some of that, but I think they've been really surprised at go to town halls, supposedly friendly crowds, because they're uh, their voters and their constituents, and they're getting the same reactions. <laughs> 
What I don't understand yes. is um, it became okay to not answer questions of your that not only are they not holding calls or holding questions, phone, letters. I mean, they won't even have to. They literally will not. And to <coughs> me, we are supposed to be able to get those answers. Government is accountable to us. Yeah, we put you to in To report office. what they're doing. Yeah. And I, I don't get that. I don't understand. You are just refusing wow. to meet constituents because you don't want to answer a hard question. Hey, what's going on, podcasters? Let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party Podcast. The majestic restaurant and Pendergast Club carrying on Kansas City's tradition of great food and great jazz, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri. The J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery. Whiskey, gin, vodka. That is oh so good. And friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin. Managing to keep the podcast going. Apparently wealthy or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program. It's a little shock and awe. It's a little shock and all. The reason, okay, yeah. the reason Trump got elected is that we have to go back to that basic premise. The, in, the interesting thing about him getting elected is that there is an uprising of people that are saying, this is BS, we're tired of government as it exists. One thing we really should give Trump credit for is saying that you can't be a lobbyist for five years after you get out. He's trying to take some of this power away from, from, from these. They like that power. They know that that's their money. And, and so... You know, he's banging on these people in some ways, too, and he's not getting enough credit for that in life. He is trying to, all right, people elect me for this. People say I need to try to do this. I realize he's 50 days in. But, okay, but, but, but you, you have, have to realize he's 50 days in. You don't have to do every single thing the first 100 days, in the first 50 days that you that you had your platform well, on. Well, there's going to be some, I mean, there's going to be mistakes to, made. But, but, but I, I think th that you need to pick one thing all the way through. Somebody that has never done something like this, you're, it's it's just throwing shit up against the wall and something might stick. I mean, even his second um, travel ban is already, two or three states are already Yeah, but, but, but that really, they really don't have a leg to stand on. With I, those I don't know. Things. I'm not a lawyer and yeah. I'm not a judge, I, so looked, I can't I've answer to that. Heavily and, and this, but you're not a lawyer or a judge either. No, but but also you look at it and you'll see uh, this isn't a whole lot different than other presidents. That, okay, that, but they're not president right now. Yes, so they're it, not. But it's, just, but it's hypocritical to state that okay, well this president did it because you're doing it. This is part of the going back to what I've said. I don't think that's the issue. The apart. issue is the the way that they're handling it. I think that that and that was the issue with the first one. You just throw it out there and you give nobody time to figure out what they're supposed to do. They That's what I mean about it. stepping back and doing things right. But that was an overall consensus that they did a bad job. Yeah. Well, I think the, the I'm not saying it's just Trump. I'm just saying that you need to step back. You've got an entire cabinet, most of the cabinet and yourself that have never done anything like this before. You shouldn't be just throwing stuff out there that quickly. You should think about what you're doing. I don't disagree with you totally on that, but at the same time, are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's and, doing and, and there will be that's some like things, saying there will that be is some like things saying that come out I'm gonna that are go good. but that's like saying I'm gonna go and I'm gonna you know frame this house in and I'm gonna do it in an hour because I need to get it up and I don't really care what happens to the rest of it. We got it done. We said we were going to get it done, so we did. Well, this this is part of the problem, but it, but it also does spur some action. Sometimes it's a reaction, and it goes back and forth. But 
The question is, I think, is how, what's going to happen in the long term? Short term right now, what, does it have a good effect in the long term? Does it have a bad effect? It's the, it's, the long, it's the long term effect of things that really matter, not the short term effect. So you think about what he said about how, well, you know, I'm going to, he's done, isn't he? I don't remember that. Well, I, re I do, I remember during the campaign, I do remember him saying that mm -hmm. it was, it like, it, it was a big problem for, the, the, for him. Uh, the Republican, yeah. Republicans in general. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that, you know, o Obama was, was quote unquote ruling by executive order. And I'm like, um, but Trump has come in and done more executive orders in a shorter amount of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> than, Obama, than Obama did in the same amount of time. But but he doesn't care what they think. Well, and I guess, but but I guess what I don't understand, <laughs> getting back to the, the actual topic of the of the podcast is is how that's okay. It, I do understand that you want change, you want things to move forward, and I I, like, I really do get all that. Problem is, are we to to borrow from the anonymous female? Are we throwing stuff against the wall? Seeing what sticks versus like with the with the healthcare, like you were saying, how could it be that you've tried this hard to repeal it from from day one, from from seven years ago, without a good plan, and you didn't have a plan to replace it? This has been my favorite. Like, all like this is this is what this is the this this is what I don't understand. You know, I was I was talking to a friend, and they were like, "Oh, well, you're you know against Republicans in general." I said, "No, that is absolutely not true. <clears throat> My problem is you're gonna go from whether whether their thinking was flawed or not. Uh, you're gonna go from a person and a team who was actually quite thoughtful about every action they made to a team that is seemingly not thinking about any of their actions. They're just trying to." Just trying to implement, and that's not helping. You know what I'm saying? We're not, uh, we're not uh, actually accomplishing anything other than, and 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 maybe the silver lining is is the thing that we're accomplishing. Americans are becoming engaged, They're very engaged on both sides. On both sides, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, that's, and yeah. that's not a bad thing. No, 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 no. And, and I think this—that's what this election ended up being all about—is that. We are engaged again. We, we've had enough of the status quo. The status quo has not worked. The status quo is not working for us. We have great inefficiencies in government. We have duplicity in government. It does need to be parred down and run better. You know, we, we there's a lot, and there's, and, 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 I can, and, and, I can, and, and the different departments need to be, I think one of the things that have upset most Americans is that so many of the departments have become politic, politicized. And, I don't give a damn that you're being politicized. I want you to function as your department's supposed to function. Yes. Which is common sense, good laws, good regulations. You know, these these are things that we want to see. We, we don't want you to crawl all over us so much that we are so over-regulated and we have to turn at every turn to to try to get away from all the regular regulations and what we got to do. Stay in business that... Even as a small business as I am, I get affected by it, yeah. very much so. Yeah. I sat down with Senator Julia Lynn at the HBA the other day, uh, talking over, of course, the fact that Brownback may go on and go bye-bye. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of problem with that. Yeah, it doesn't seem as if people are going to So, you know, but, we're, but, but the interesting thing when you deal on the state level, and, and what I expected from Senator Lynn, states cannot print money. Yeah. State has to come up with a budget. That works and is real. 
know, one of the things we were talking about that we had a problem with that, this kind of a little off topic, but they were going to tax our labor. Right, right, right. We don't want to tax our labor because we got to compete against Missouri. Exactly. Tax my labor, I'm probably going to move to Missouri. I'll move my business out of Kansas. And, you know, how do you do it? Well, they got that LLC exemption. I'm saying, well, okay, government's about compromise. You guys got to come up with some budget money. I don't have a huge problem with me taking that LLC exemption away from me. I'm a subchapter S corporation. It affects, it affects me the same way. You're in Missouri or Kansas. So you're able to generate some revenue and by doing that. Also, how many businesses are out there paying cash under the table, not paying their taxes? You know, go after these businesses. Make them, teach them how to run a legitimate business. Yeah. Even if you have to grandfather them for a year. Teach them how to, hey, this is what you got to do. Hey, Missouri's doing that right now. You hear the ads on the radio about misclassification of employees. They're going after you because they know they need to generate revenue. Every, every time I hire somebody, I'm generating more revenue for the state because they got to pay their taxes and I got to pay their taxes because I have a certain amount of employee that, uh, distribution that I have to put in. Money, they're going to go spend Bingo. taxes again. Bingo. So, you know, but in, in both of these states, you're dealing not only with the construction industry, you're dealing with the agricultural industry. The agricultural industry has, has always been, and you grew up out there in that type of territory. So did you, anonymous female. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they like to pay cash. Yeah. They like it under the table. They don't want to have to turn around and run that type of business. These are, in a microcosm on a state level, really applies to what the national level is too. Oh, yeah. They got to come up with money. How do you come up with money and not hurt the people in doing so? Well, I remember, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, getting back to what we were talking about, medical side. You were talking about the, the doctors. You know, I remember when I was young, and I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, I was a visit. I say if it was, you know, cold or strep throat or whatever, you got your office visit, your shot, and and he gave you ever you know, medicine you were gonna need to get well twice for fifty bucks. You know, and I'm like, what happened to that? like to is, is it is it not possible for doctors to operate that way? Yes. And as a matter of fact, if if it is if it is possible for doctors to operate that is part of the problem, um, not necessarily. Interesting fact. With all the regulations and all the red tape, all the tort and everything else that have doctors have to deal with, especially like you take St. Luke's University of Kansas, they have per doctor 25 to 35 of HIPAA laws and everything else they got. So a lot of the cost is coming from over-regulation to be able to deal with all the things that, that they have to deal with them in so many ways. Very sensitive topic. Talk about... Uh... You know what, I want to screw up today. Yeah, of um, course. But, right, it could happen. I'll tell you that there's schools and, and it takes a really, really long time. Yes, it does. <clears throat> it's really interesting. I've actually read other things said, you may have this shit is a paycheck for that way. Doctor fight. Unlike any. Yeah, which, you know, <clears throat> you know, I, I, being honest, I don't fully understand why Americans, other countries, system um, so harshly. Yes, our certain things get some other country. Fully admit that. But, that you know, like you say, you, you have the flu, you get over it. Stuff like that, um, that you don't have to go to the hospital. Let's let's separate your kind of primary care. Um, seems to me that the primary care side of things could be a lot. Um, now, like you say, you broke a leg, cancer, you get, yeah. uh, you need uh, having a baby. Yeah, you need to have. You, it could be you, positive. Yeah, yeah, right, you, right. <laughs> you're having a baby. Dialysis, you know, that there are certain things that, yes, they're going to be expensive and gonna need real quality insurance to take care of those things. But 
Um, I'm really kind of for insurance for the big stuff. You know, cash and carry for the little stuff. <laughs> and But it's not little anymore. I mean, you, you go to just your regular office visit, dollars just to walk in the door, depending on what they do. Well, and I, and I guess that's point. what I'm saying. I think it's, yeah, that's it's, it's, yeah, they, yeah, that, yeah, that really is my point. Like, why is some of this stuff for, for your minor everyday things. So we had so we had somebody come in, and I think I told you about this. Um, we have offices, and we had somebody come in, got sick, doctor, and it was he's like was really beyond his doctor's office. He's like I can walk. I have to go to urgent and care. I, and, I, and we said you have to go to urgent care. Like it was just beyond belief to him, you know that that. Now, doctors are paid less in other countries, but they they're paid. Salary takes yeah. the don't pay to go to the doctor. I mean, it is, but, but it is a system where the government is paying the doctor. But you know, that two hundred thousand dollar a year paycheck isn't then getting siphoned off between paying back your student loan and practice insurance and mm -hmm. you know uh, any anything and else that regulation, administration yeah, yeah. fees, yeah, exactly. tort reform. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, all all this stuff is what drives our cost up. And, and that's what we have to, re if we're going to have true reform, that's that's where it's going to have to be. If somebody leaves a sponge in you in surgery, it's not worth 20 million bucks. Cut your back open, give you surgery, give you half, half a million bucks. Workman's comp is very interesting. If you get injured on the job, which I fell off some houses several, and you are allowed X amount of dollars for your injury. I broke my wrist in 14 places, had two pins put in. They gave me a 17% disability in my 17. If I signed off, then I'm saying, okay, I'm good with my wrist. Worth X amount of dollars. I want to say it was worth $9,000. Okay? And that's where it is. You can't go and sue. You can go get a lawyer. You can go for more money with workman's comp. By the time you pay the lawyer, you're probably going to get pretty well what you were going to get in the first place. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe right. A little bit you more. might wind up with 12. All right. So... This would be one thing that would help, that, you know, there's going to be some things happening. My business, my foreman's biggest complaint was, this architect screwed this up. Well, yeah, you're right. That architect made a mistake. Or that engineering firm made a mistake on that. It's not going to work. Well, they make mistakes just like we do. My foreman make mistakes, too. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes from time to time. Everybody makes mistakes. We're all human beings. But it's, it is just a mistake. In the medical situation, you can really mess some people up, so it's worth a lot more in the mistake than what it might be in a lot of other things. You're dealing with somebody's life. You've taken on that risk. You become a doctor. That You didn't cross that I or dot that T and something. You had a bad day. I'll have bad days. So, you know, when you think about something like that, that's, that's really where some of the cost comes from. I don't know enough about socialized medicine in other countries to deal with those issues. Well, but, I mean, but, but one thing him, I can't... You, can, you, you can hit a lot of them. Yeah, the one thing I can say, you know, if if there's, you know, in Canada, or, you know, you could still sue. It's not as if you can't still sue. And the interesting thing is, um, not only can you, you know, not only can you sue, but, you know, wh who you're suing isn't that particular doctor, that particular hospital, and basically bankrupting those institutions. So you are suing the government, you know, um, in, in which case... Like you say, you may wind up at the end of the day with that same $10,000, $15,000 payout, um, but on the front end, you can, walk, you can just walk into a doctor's office and say, hey, I think I have the flu. <laughs> and uh, now, they are paying more in taxes. I'll give you that. 
Um, and I've had this argument with a lot of people. Um, and, and everybody pays. It's not regressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody. Pays. Everybody pays. Yeah, everybody pays. Which is the one thing we don't have here because. When we do that, then it's called a regressive tax because we're taxing the poor people more. We've always had this deal where we're not supposed to tax the poor people. People are supposed to do it. Everybody pays their share. Well, and my thing, you know, I guess I've always... Well, to Chris's point, it's a, it's a 20% tax. Yeah. It's 20% of your income, his income. But everybody has skin in the game. Yeah, yeah. but everybody You're has skin in the game. You're paying 20% of your income, not yeah. not 1% here, 5% here, or 30% hitting yeah, yeah. on your... Income bracket. Yeah, and and what loopholes you can find to get get out of it. Which is our bad tax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so you know, I've had definitely had arguments with people over the years. You no, know, they don't want to go to you know some quote unquote you know socialist medical system because then the government's going to be responsible whether you live or die. And I'm like, but here's the thing. Depending upon the country, like uh, France, um, let's say the anonymous female. Uh, has a baby and uh you say not again let's say you do let's say you do for the sake of argument for the sake of argument let's say you do okay Uh, i fucked her up real quick (laughs) we've had this conversation many times uh so let's say you do for the sake of argument that you have a that you have a baby and um not only do you get more maternity time off um let's say you just need so you you just need help around the house, help with the baby or help around the house or whatever. It's actually part of their system. They will send a maid or nanny to you while you're on maternity leave. Because it's not just help with the baby. It's yeah, they'll help. wash your dishes, they, yeah, they'll do your laundry. Not, yeah. It doesn't matter what you need. You need some help. And you can say, hey, I just had a baby. I need some help. But not only <laughs> and they that, send somebody. Uh, to yeah, your house. I was watching. You don't have to physically go someplace. Uh, they send a person yeah. to your house. They still have house call doctors that will show up at your house at 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, because you're too sick to get out of bed. And they'll come and see you at home. You know, I, I think they're... And, yes, you know, that's, you know, getting back to, to it, they pay more in taxes. Right. Absolutely, here, they do. Here, in order for that, you'd have to call 911 and have a 10,000. Exactly. <laughs> Part of the problem. Wait, wait, before before you get in, because I cut the anonymous female off. You were saying something about it. No, it was, it was <laughs> going down that. It was really wasn't. Um, like for us, I don't know if the rest of the world does it either. Like I was watching about does only one, if there's two moms, does only one mom get maternity leave and the other one doesn't? You know, like, you know, and why isn't it the same for the same maternity amount of leave? Maternity and paternity. Yeah, because it, it relegates men to having a very limited role, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Because those first three months That's are hard. massively important to baby, nice. and and it's bonding. That's why, a, a, in my opinion, there are some men that don't up, which is fine. That's what you and your partner choose to do, but you no, know, it's to just, have the option. Yeah, like you do. It's not even an option. You get three days paternity leave. Right. Period. If, think, if you're lucky. I mean, you do at our company. But I would say things are getting better. I feel like I see see post paternity leave even. I don't think well, okay, so the our. Our company or my company allow you to take FMLA. You know, minimum certain things you can after you have. Think one of the problems though you deal with this that a larger company has a better ability to be able to do that. But if you're a smaller company, margins are a lot narrower. Telling somebody I'm going to give you six weeks and pay you for six that's that's it's they, they don't have that money. It hits the bottom line. You know, so that 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 creates some well, of the problem. 
You know, one, one, think, one of the interesting things that, that, that Trump has come up with, though, is that he did talk about having more of a family lead. And he also did talk about this, and I, I think this is, is, is a huge deal, is that this get daycare for people to work. You know, you got a single mother out there, yeah. she needs to go to work, get her daycare. And then DW has always had one of the best ideas I've ever heard. You know, DW is pretty socialist in a lot of aspects, but he says, set up daycare. You got, you, you got that woman who has six, seven kids. She ain't working. She's on the tip 100%. She, she don't do nothing. Well, she's going to go earn some of her some of her money. She has to go spend eight hours in that daycare every day. She can haul her kids down with her. And I said, you know, that's an interesting concept. You know, earn, earn, earn. If you're going to get welfare money, you're going to have to go out and earn your money. And these are interesting. I don't think, I don't think that, I mean, that's a pretty broad brush. There are women that I work with that do not come back to work after the child because daycare is so expensive that it's cheaper for them to not work. Right, so this set them up so where they can work. Right, so it, I mean, it's not, you're always going to have people that would rather, always going to have that. I mean, a certain number of people Make that are lazy. Make a little harder on them, though. And, but, I mean, there's always ways around it. I mean, there's always ways around it. Take their money away, they'll find a way to get there. Well, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation because yeah. you're talking about, you know, welfare and all of that. And but but it still is, is part of the same plan that you, you need to find ways. Once again, I call myself a socialist conservative. Ways to have good social programs, still be able to have a capitalistic act. Yeah. Now, now, the one thing I understand about socialized medicine is that you're right 100%. It's easy. Your basic care is really easy. For expensive care, difficult can be to have the timing yeah. to get in it taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Which, which can be life-threatening. Yeah, well, you know, like I have a cousin uh, just, literally just this year, well, middle of last year, moved back from Sweden. And yeah, so most care is pretty easy to get, but um, my aunt, uh, God rest her, she, uh, she uh, needed dialysis. So um, if she was going to travel to cousin, um, definitely going to have to do fairly extensive planning to be able to have her dialysis while she was there. Um, and and of course, that's the case for you know anybody who who lives there, and and that's why I say I do know that uh, a complete socialized healthcare system wouldn't work here. But um, I do believe that we we're doing ourselves a disservice by not at least taking a serious look at some of the socialized systems, seeing pick the better yeah, parts of exactly and that how we, could how do work. we combine them with our capitalistic society. Exactly. Because I really do believe there's a part of our medical system that could be socialized, quote unquote. And there's a part that probably couldn't. And, and there is really a part that is quote unquote because if, if, if you're indigent or poor, they're going to put you on Medicaid. They're going to take care of you. You're not going to get the best care of you. It, well, it, exactly. But it is, it, it is there. We do have socialized medicine in that aspect. Which? And it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't mean that you're old to get it either. You no, know? no. It just you means. You can be very young to get it. So, well, that's Medicaid. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, that, I get messed up on which ones. Yeah, but, but, I, yeah. But, 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 but I do, we do, I do we agree. Do have, we do have a fail safe. Yeah. And I guess what I'm what I'm saying is, since we already have the failsafe, isn't it figure out how to ban those programs so that for basic medical needs, use that. Everybody does. Everybody uses Medicaid or Medicare for that. Uh, and then, or Medicaid for that. And then, or like you say, 
much much more robust needs and care, that's when maybe your your insurance that you are paying for every month kicks in. I mean, you know, I don't uh, I don't claim to have you know all the answers, but I, I but I know there's a better way than Affordable Health Care Act, and I know there's a better way than the AmeriCare Act because both of these are really flawed plans that really lean pretty heavily on providers as as we use them today. And uh, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe we shouldn't be thinking about how we use them, of how we need to be using them in the future. Because right. Right. Um, change needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. And we, we all know that, and, and they just haven't quite got their stuff together on yeah. it. Well, everyone that shows up to wheel every time before, yeah, it's yeah. like, why not look at other examples that are working really yeah. well. I mean, like I said, just parts. I mean, you don't have to say, oh, we're going to use, uh, you know, all of Canada's system or all of the UK system or all of France's system or all of anybody's system. But these two or three things that they do, they do really well. Yeah. And maybe we can figure out how to implement those things into what we do. And go and, hire an expert on and, from there. And and say, from, yeah, right. And, and build from that point. Right. Anyway, um, I think we have uh, gone down the... Good, uh, good conversation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think we've gone down the medical rabbit hole <laughs> quite a bit and probably can go down it for another hour. But um, before I move to the next thing, uh, were there any other... Just don't understand. For me, it's going to be the immigration issue. What, what? I, I just can't understand why they can't take a broader view. I'm working very strongly on a lot of workforce labor. Why... There are so many workers, not just Latinos or Chinese, there's all kinds of workers. Let's look at our immigrant workforce here. Why we can't turn around, be able, as businesses in particular, sponsor some of our workers to where they get work visas, where they become documented, where businesses have to pay them fair wage, a real wage, pay the taxes. I want to talk about having to generate revenue, there's another way to revenue. Give them either a chance to maintain their citizenship in their countries. Maybe you're here nine months and three, three months you're gone. And, and where I can sponsor them and say, this is a good employee. This person's going to spend nine months working for me. He's three months gone. Three months later, I want the red tape to be less. To where so we can, can turn around back. and get him back or her back in here <coughs> to put him back to work. This does not, in my opinion, denigrate the American worker. I think this is, as, as long as they're getting paid... What the American workers should be getting paid, yeah, and paying their taxes. Well, now, if, if, if they immigrated, legally. if they immigrated here illegally, a lot of them have, then they should have gotten get any benefit from their Social Security for two or three. That's what I don't and, understand. And, and you turn around, but you also can put them on that passport citizen to where they can turn around and get in here. Yes, you have to secure the border, but you also have to deal with the reality of the people that are here, that are already and, here. and how you do it. And and you do have to get the bad people out. I'm not much on the Sanctuary cities, I think it's BS. That's not how you're going to take care of people. You take care of people by integrating them into your... Most of us, even if you were a slave, you were integrated into city, correct? We're not going to have that conversation but, at all. No, but we're not, we're no, not going to have that conversation. But you were that's brought, a long, you were here that's a longer conversation. My, my no, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that's a longer conversation right, than we right. have but time my, for. But my so. point being is that we all came... Most of us came from an immigrant society, and most of when the immigrant societies came here... Were looked down upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely. had a rough go. Absolutely. Because they were the new ones that showed up and they were the crap. And the crap did the cheap labor. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But we were all brought into this what this, this country is now. 
Yeah. And we all evolved into what it is now. And, and, and no matter where we came from, rather we were indentured servants or slaves, immigrated here illegally, it doesn't matter. We all ended up in this place. This is my main point. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I agree with that. I mean, we're, we're here. So therefore, how do we... How do we, yeah, how do how, we assimilate yeah. people into our society where they become American? And that's the real bottom line. Because that, this, that is what America is. Yeah. That is what America it, is. It is, the, it is the melting pot. And, and we have to be able to assemble that group of people back into our society yeah. and, and find ways to make them work. Especially, let's say you're a landscape worker. Well, they don't want to work in the wintertime. There ain't no work here anyway. Go home for three months. Or, or fish your truck with a plow and, <laughs> put, and, put, <laughs> right. and push snow the rest of the time because you, know. you, you got to do something. So, you know, that, <coughs> that's the one thing I don't understand. The policy on immigration is it is, it is not working. It's not going to work in any form that they're coming up with. So where it is. Brain mass? The wall's not going to fix it. Okay. <laughs> I agree, but that was, that was that was a very definitive statement. <laughs> Just wall's not going to fix it. Well, and I don't understand how you can have to have supposedly right. you have to be paying some type of taxes. You have to have paid something in that you belong you here, belong here yeah. in some way. Well, how are you getting any benefits whatsoever? It's, it's bad IRS practices. Yeah, but yeah. but but it's not their fault. That's the government's fault yes. for not right. having yes. a better system. But it's a lot easier to but make a point if you turn and you say they're getting all these. So yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. But, but Mario and I have had this conversation. There are a lot of jobs in this country. I mean, that, do, that, at that, the end of the day, do you want to go pick fruit? No, absolutely not. And. And there's a lot of uh, immigrant workers and a lot of migrant workers. But, but I don't. But well, yeah. Many people have my mentality. Yeah, no, I think I think that's they're the spoiled. point. I think that mm-hmm. I think that Americans, to a certain extent, um, are spoiled on some levels. You know, I yes, there are people. You've worked two jobs. Oh I've, yeah, I've worked two or three. Jobs. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. we did what we had to do. There's yeah. a lot of people in America wouldn't even think of doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially I mean, those damn millennials. <laughs> They and of course, want to work one job. and that's of course coming from the millennial. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, if there's no more, um, what I don't understand is we, we can go a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've touched some good topics. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to touch on one last quick thing, and uh, what uh, another thing that I don't understand is um, how are people constantly getting over the fence? At the White House. I know, but I it's, so, it's so ironic. I don't understand. Because aren't, aren't we wanting to build a fence? Oh, and, and like, we, right. It's like, <laughs> like it's how ironic. are people constantly getting over the fence? I don't understand how people are constantly getting uh, subdued uh, or arrested on the lawn of the White House. Now, I just don't understand. I'm going to speak for Lane. Okay? I'm speaking for myself. But Lane would say, they jump over the fence, you shoot them. And Lane was, would say that. And that will stop them from jumping the fence. Why, don't, why isn't it electrified? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, like, why wouldn't they have a, or a dual fence? Yeah, or you know what I want them to do. There's a at perimeter. Least, at like, least raise a wire over the top. Better, we like, have better understand. freaking um, yeah. security at our data center than the White House does. Yeah, I want them like, to, crazy to I want them to electrify it. Shocked. It's electric. <laughs> Every time. And that would well, be so funny. Wait a second. When I grew up on the turkey farm, oh, that's funny. coyotes were a problem. Coyotes like turkeys. Yeah. Okay? 
So we had an electric fence all the way around yeah. the turkey farm. And I can testify, you bump into that electric fence, that little wire would make you jump. Yeah. All right? First time so I ever touched if they just ran, they just got some farmer to come out of Iowa somewhere yeah. and rig himself up a little electric fence with all the little, you know, connectors all yeah. on the top of it. So once they get to the top of that point, they hit that electric thing, they're going to go, yeah. I ain't going over. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that would be, imagine the entertainment value. Just like, yes, just, it would be a great entertainment just, value. Just, just the security YouTube. footage would be fantastic. Oh, that would be, yeah, now, uh, I never, I've thought about electrifying a fence, I've thought about razor wire in the fence. I didn't think a plane is electric when somebody gets shot. That's hilarious. Oh, that's YouTube moments, man. That would oh. be all over the place. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> or, so there's your millennial. Right, the millennial is thinking about, how right. can we put this? I, I, I'm going to stand out there with my phone and watch this idiot jump over the fence. <laughs> and I'm going to film him. I'm going to put it on YouTube and I'll get 2 million views in 3 days. Think, I don't think razor wire is a good idea because uh, that's kind of associated with like prisons. Uh, yeah. You know? no, I, and communism. It's, yeah, it's like a bad... It's like a Berlin a Wall. Thing. Like... I get it. I, I get don't it. understand why you either don't have a dual fence, but so a there's a perimeter that people can that they can walk, and, and, or or why it's not electrified. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know what? You know, I can, I, the dual fence thing actually makes sense to me. So you have the fence that you can lean on and look. Oh, it's the White House. Then if you make it over that fence, there's another fence. That's electrified. That you can't get over without hearing. <laughs> you can't see it. It's electric. <laughs> that's 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 hilarious. Actually, so, oh, no, so no. you can jump between the two fences yeah, and yeah. Then sit there and do the electric slide. Exactly. <laughs> And on that note, uh, I am going to end this podcast in a way I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me. And that is, to good times with good people.